Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 452. We've got a friend of the show back. He's been on the show a couple of times. Um, time flies, though, so I thought it was time to have Jake Goldman, president and founder of 10UP, back on the show. So, Jake, would you like to give a very quick introduction of yourself and what 10UP basically does? Sure. Excited to uh, be chatting again. So uh, I'm the president and founder, as you said, of a company called 10UP. It's 10up.com. We're a full service agency that's focused at crafting amazing websites, apps, digital experiences, mostly for larger organizations that are in some ways doing storytelling content on the web. That can mean a marketing site. That can mean a publication. There's a lot of ways. You know, it could be a knowledge internet. A lot of different forms that content and narrative takes on the web, but we're not fundamentally doing like ERP applications or games or fundamentally in the content uh, space in digital. We're about 180 some people distributed all around the world with major concentrations in Europe and the United States. Um, and yeah, that's, and uh, I spend my, most of my business days working on the, working on the company. Oh, thank you for agreeing to come on the show. I know you're very busy, Jake, and it's much appreciative that you agreed to come back for another chat with me. And I've got my great co-host, the good-looking one, with me, Adrian. Would you like to introduce yourself to the new listeners and viewers? Hi, everybody. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Adrian. I'm the CEO and founder of a company called Groundhog, and we produce and sell digital marketing and sales automation plugins for WordPress. And I just want to thank the new listeners and viewers. Last month was our biggest viewing um, figures ever for the show. And I really appreciate all of you that have been recommending the show to other people in the WordPress, online marketing, on e-learning industries. It's much appreciative. Before I go into the main um, elements of the conversation with Jake, I want to mention our major sponsor, who's been sponsoring the show for the past couple of years, and that is Kinster Hosting. And Kinster Hosting is just fantastic. It hosts the WP Tonic website. Um, if you're a developer, power user, looking for something to manage a uh, learning management system, WooCommerce, you really want to look at Kinster. They offer some of the best performance and best technology really aimed at WordPress on the market at the present moment, in my opinion. And they're just fabulous people to work with. You get the power of Google Cloud. You get a really fantastic custom UX interface. And best of all, you get some of the best support on the market at the present moment. People that really understand WordPress and understand how to set up and support a WordPress website. So if that sounds interesting, go over to Kinster. Tell them that you heard about them from the show that would be really appreciated so on with the interview so jake um you were you know 10 up was on the tavern recently um you released on github some actions um seems a really interesting um, concept and also you've got some of your own plugins i thought we'd start off the scene what you think of github and what 10 up plans to do with that platform basically yeah, I mean, I'm in, uh, sounds cliche to say, but I'm incredibly excited about what GitHub's been doing recently. They've really taken it from a place where you store a repository and you store code to really a full automation integration platform for shipping code. So they, one of their larger, more notable features they've been trialing for the last year and sort of formally announced and rolled out is GitHub Actions. 
what GitHub Actions let you do is trigger events, trigger a series of behaviors after a code submission happens. The more classic way people tend to use that kind of integration is things like automatically run an accessibility test or automatically run a code scan on your code when, uh, when code gets uh, pushed up. One more, I, mean, I dare I say, more innovative, pro- innovative approach that uh, our team came up with and, and major credit to our open source practice and Helen Rosandi in particular um, was to use that automation service when you push code for people that have to maintain WordPress plugins on the WordPress plugin repo to automatically push up certain assets or, or code changes or version release to WordPress.org. It's a little technical for those who have never released a plugin. I suspect a lot of your audience knows it. WordPress.org, the way you put on the official plugin repo, your plugin still uses a fairly aged way of doing version control. It's all relative spe- relatively speaking, I guess, but it uses subversion, which is just not what modern developers use to do uh, most code contribution and most uh, eng- uh, development. A lot of people have their plugins on GitHub. That's where they do their active development. That's where their audience comes and contributes. It's where modern developers and most current developers are going. So we were able to build a solution that to automatically trigger all the annoying stuff you probably don't want to learn if you're a modern developer about pushing to WordPress.org's subversion repository and just automate that whole process, both for entirely shipping new versions of plugins, as well as more routine stuff that we have to do all the time, like updating in your readme file the, the version of WordPress that you're tested up until, um, or updating you know, frequently asked questions or docs or images or sort of just the assets that aren't the code itself on your repo. So um, I'm really excited about it. We've gotten a lot of traction on it. It's, I think, a good uh, example of the way that Tenup is very committed to solutions that simplify things for developers and content creators and a really good example of the way that we also you know, don't just hold that to ourselves, but are very determined to lift up an entire community and lift up the ecosystem. For any developers that are listening, I'm curious to know what the actual like level of experience is to adopt uh, to adopt this new kind of like way of pushing. Because as a developer, I have to go back and forth in between GitHub and then move the changes from GitHub to Subversion and then do the push from Subversion. So like I am like your core audience right here. So how easy would it be me for me to go and adopt this solution like right now? Great question. I, mean, I think easy is all relative. I'd say if you're comfortable using GitHub, you with a with a very little bit of learning just how GitHub Actions works, I think it's pretty easy. To yeah, so like an hour, two hours, three hours? I'd say, I mean, it depends how sophisticated you are. I'd say if you have some right. basic familiarity with action kind of integrations, I'd say less than an hour. Assuming you already have a repo and you're not creating right. a plugin and all the other stuff that comes with setting up a plugin. For the first time, um, if you've never done an actions or like a continuous integration, there might be just some basic, like fundamental trying to even understand how it works. You might want to do that could take out longer, but uh, you know, for anybody, cool. both GitHub, it's, I think a pretty easy integration. Right on. Yeah, I think it's quite exciting because I think a lot more could be done to standard standardize and stand standardize. I can't talk at the present moment. This is views. But also just make the whole process a lot easier. I think it's really got a little bit bogged down, isn't it, Jake? Yeah, I think for sure. I think uh, hopefully these kind of tools can sort of abstract away some of the technical debt we've incurred. So, you know, WordPress as a, I can't even keep track of the anniversaries that we're at these days. It's got to be coming on 20, right? Yeah. Um, Like they're... You know, you have a 20-year-old piece of software that has committed itself to backwards compatibility. There can be some rough edges that are legacy technical debt. A lot of that is in our development ecosystem and sort of what it means, you know, what WordPress.org looks like, what, uh, you know, what integration for WordPress means. Um, the more that these sort of like modern tools can at least abstract away for a newer generation, more modern generation of developers, I think the better off we are. 
Um, and I think the WordPress community has shown a real commitment to that. So like putting WordPress.org's code base on GitHub to welcome a different generation and a different set of contributors some years ago. Yeah, that's great. Over to you, Adrian. Uh, so you're also doing some really other kind of interesting stuff in the WordPress community that is not necessarily related to GitHub Actions, but you're introducing artificial intelligence. Everybody loves that buzzword. You're doing, but you're introducing AI into WordPress in a pretty unique way. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we, uh, I guess we're starting with the plug. We have a plugin called Classify Plugin. Classify spelled AI at the end instead of with a Y um, because uh, we're trying to be a little too clever here. And fundamentally <laughs> what Classify does is it uses AI. And if you want to make that distinction, I know people bundle them together, but very specifically for the most part, machine learning technologies and trying to figure out how do we apply what are a rich set of technologies that a lot of like closed CMSs are using that a lot of new platforms are using. How do we bring that, start bringing that technology and experimenting with bringing that technology into a web publishing and a website ecosystem. And specifically for us, the application that we see in terms of the broader audience that we can get back to uh, is how do we integrate that with WordPress uh, as a platform. So uh, Classify connects to popular machine learning services that are in the cloud, all of which have free tiers. So if you're doing this at massive volume of publishing or integration, you might need to pay a, a, pay a use fee. If you're a smaller publisher or have your own website, um, you can probably just use their free tier um, and be more than, uh, you know, be more than successful. So it integrates with like IBM Watson, uh, uh, Microsoft's Azure AI services at the moment, which you can, everyone can again register for for free. Um, and then provide solutions like automatic tagging or automatic taxonomic classification. You don't have to assign it to your tags. You can have a you know, behind the scenes hidden taxonomy. Um, so, you know, automatic tagging and classification, anybody that's worked in a, you know, a website or a newsroom with more than two or three people creating content knows that like the creep of misspelled tags and categories and everybody's different lens on what the, how something should be cataloged is a perpetual problem. So the idea of even if those tags aren't perfect, the idea of letting a machine learning algorithm, letting something in the cloud do that classification for you can really both streamline the process, remove error that can sort of hurt SEO where you have all these misspellings, you have these like one article pages in archives. It's also a really interesting SEO insight we found. So like if you think about like what Google is doing when you to classify your content, what Google, how Google is understanding your site, they're not human beings going into reading every page. They are also creating machine learning based bots that try to go and understand what your website's about. Of course, they don't tell you exactly how they do that. They want to move them, you know, they, they very for good reasons. They want to constantly sort of move that ball, but having a different set of services go in and say, Hey, as a bot, let me tell you, these are the things I understand this article to be about can actually be a really interesting insight into how other services like Google can see your site. There's some other really neat tech in there, the automatic alt text generations that will send your images up to the AI services, return, especially for more generic images, uh, an alt text description, really important for accessibility, also helpful to SEO. We're so getting- like if you were to like upload an image of your like, a woman with a like a cup of coffee, right, to to your yep. blog post, or to, I guess the, the, the media library would automatically generate like, you know, this, the, the whatever the alt, uh, alt text of the image is like woman with coffee. Yes. Like that? Exactly. It's actually, you know, it, I, so it has, when you can get really into it, it has like a, uh, the way you can configure it, we have, I think we set it to 80% by default with like hooks and filters. You can change it to whatever you want. There's a threshold for certainty that they'll return. So they'll say like I'm 80 or 90% certain that this is the description. You probably don't, if like you're uploading screenshots of your custom application or taking photos of your family, other than generic work. man and woman on front of table, 
you know, you know, it's not a, it's not a magic elixir <laughs> to the problem, but for it, it's, it's fairly eerie for things like celebrities or like just, you know, it's just have like coffee cup sitting on table. Like it's, it's eerily good. Um, those services at this point, it's the same te- fundamental technology. If you have like a, you know, for either if you're on like Google photos or iPhoto or Apple photos or something, mm-hmm. the technology that like automatically classifies things you can like search in for a tree and automatically pulls up your photos. It's that same kind of technology. So like, photo descriptions are a pretty well trod machine learning area where we've gotten pretty good in these cloud services at descriptions. So wow. yeah, you got, so, the, got the basic idea. Before we go into the break, is this currently available? Yeah. So if you go to classify plugin, you can, it's, uh, you can download it right from the website. There's no cost to it. It's totally free plugin. We do ask that you just, uh, you sign up on the site to get it. That's because we want to be able to have a relationship and reach out to people, especially if there are major updates or breaking updates. Um, to the plugin, but and it's and it's also on GitHub. Speaking of which, <laughs> you can download it there as well. Push with uh, push with your new GitHub actions, probably. <laughs> push, uh, so yeah, like it's actually not on the WordPress.org repo. So not ah, okay. with GitHub actions. But. All right, I think we'll go for our break. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Are you a WordPress consultant, designer, or small digital agency owner? Then you need WPTonic as your trusted white-label developer partner for your next big e-learning or WooCommerce project. WPTonic has the knowledge to help you build out custom functionality that your clients need in LearnDash, Lifter LMS, and WooCommerce. WPTonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with a full, no-question-asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Find out how WP Tonic's white label services can help your agency today. Go to wp-tonic.com's homepage and book a free consultation with Jonathan. That's wp-tonic, just like the podcast. We're coming back. Hopefully you've enjoyed the new show intro and new adverts. I thought I'd go up, up a little bit upmarket and go classical. That's if my editor remembers to put the new intro in this episode. Um, but before we go back into this great interview with Jake from 10Up, I just want to talk about one of our sponsors, and that's Lifter LMS. Lifter LMS, um, what can I say about Chris and Tom? They're a great partnership. It's a great plugin. If you're learning, looking to build a learning management system and looking to build it on a great platform, i.e. WordPress, and that's what I think you should be doing, you really want to look at this plugin because it's got all the bells and whistles and it's got a track record as well for support and functionality. And they're also building out a load of new functionality for the plugin in 2020. So go over to Lift NMS and tell them that you heard about them from this podcast. So, um, Jake, um, I love you. I was t- been really impressed is your work with uh, another learning management plugin in the WordPress space that was LearnDash. And um, you seem, I was really impressed with the UX design and the functionality. So, um, do you, what, what are your views about WordPress and its, and what we can look forward to in 2020 for it to become more and more of an application platform? Yeah. So my view on WordPress is there's a series of really important applications that are predominantly about content delivery that WordPress is well positioned, especially as it gets smarter with JavaScript and it embraces different kinds of layouts and it embraces its RESTful API. 
WellPurpose is well positioned to be a major player in. So like a learning management system is a great example of that. Fundamentally, LMSs are delivering content, right? They're delivering learning modules, maybe video, maybe media, different ways of consuming content, but they're fundamentally about knowledge delivery. WordPress is a fantastic foundation to build an application like a learning management system because it is fundamentally good at content delivery and content organization and content management. I think like app, you know, mobile apps, web applications that are fundamentally about sharing media information, WordPress is well positioned to be a, a good choice as a delivery vehicle. Um, you know, I tend to get more skeptical when we get into talking about it just as like as a generic application platform. Like, do I think like if Uber wanted to rebuild their engine for like car tracking, that it makes sense to do that in WordPress? I don't. Like, do I think any app, you know, do I think I would build the next generation video conferencing platform on WordPress? No. Right. So I think when we talk about WordPress as an app platform, yes, there are certain kind of applications that I think it's really well positioned and gives you a lot of stuff for free, really well positioned to support. I also want to caution, I've always sort of cautioned this community about trying to push it and think of it as just a very generic, like programming language based foundation for building absolutely any kind of application. Because I just think that if you, you push WordPress into that space and you start getting into an argument that's about less about its merits as an interface platform for content and more an argument about its just basic en underlying engineering capabilities as a framework. And like, I, I don't think if you're looking to build your next gen video platform or your next gen like car tracking system, like I, I don't think WordPress holds up innards wise compared to other more modern application stacks. So there are things it's really good at. I think we should focus on building applications, mobile applications, LMSs, intranets, building on top of its core strengths, which is content delivery and organization. Yeah, that's a really fun, you know, I know last time you came on the show, you, you um, we had a similar discussion and you haven't changed your position, but I also know other people that really push a, a slightly different view. But, you know, um, I basically agree with you, actually. Uh, um, so over to you, Adrian. So what kind of, so bait, you know, continue the conversation, we should focus really hard on making WordPress the ultimate content delivery system that we possibly can and focusing only on solutions that do content delivery. In what ways do you see that we could drastically improve the content delivery system that we already have? So are there current, are, are there currently things that you see? Because, I mean, if you look through the roster of 10UP's uh, homepage, there are some serious businesses and organizations on there that do a massive content delivery on a daily basis. Where could WordPress improve? Oh, by default, that doesn't involve any like sort of like hacking it or anything. Where could WordPress improve in order to improve that content delivery flow? Yeah, it's a great question. And to some degree, it depends on the part of the market that you're aiming at, because I think there are different challenges in different segments of the market. You go, uh, I'm going to say you go down market to like very small personal sites and sort of the small side of SMB sites. And I think fundamentally, uh, its challenge uh, is continuing to evolve like its block editor to make more dynamic layouts, more dynamic templating that doesn't feel like you're, you have to get a degree to create it. So it's so like competing with like the square spaces and the, and the, you know, which is where we're going. I mean, that's where it's all headed, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. I think to some degree, I think at the, at least at the SMB side of the market, you start moving more up into the larger side of businesses. You start moving up more into the enterprise. It's a very different set of challenges. It's less about like, I want a site that I can click and, you know, drag and drop, click and click and build. And it's more about, it starts bumping into challenges that have more to do with things like personalization workflow, 
you know, things like machine learning and AI that we're dealing with, things like content distribution and syndication to multiple channels. Uh, the good news is, is part of the reason we're still very, you know, it's WordPress is still our preferred platform. Is I'm actually very bullish about the things WordPress is doing in that space. I could, I could chew your ear all day long on like in the very, you know, high end market we work in, like it has competitive weaknesses in that space when it comes to things like, uh, like personalization in particular. Um, multilingual is a challenge on the high end of the market, but if you, you know, believe the roadmap that's been laid out to us for Gutenberg, multilingual, core multilingual support, at least some foundational version is on the roadmap. Uh, for the next couple of years. Um, I think that if it wants to be a first-class platform for like collaboratively laying out content and pages, I think the the sort of the synchronous like Google Docs like editing module uh, is an area that it has to conquer that is also on the Gutenberg roadmap that is also part of this transformation uh, that the WordPress editor is going through. I actually recently saw a video on, on Facebook. It's like, it's like they have some sort of like very like early beta version of that of that collaborative working. So I'm like super excited to see what that looks like in the future. So that you don't click yeah. on a post and it's like, you know, so-and-so is currently editing this post. It just drops you in and shows you where they're currently working. So you yep. can work elsewhere. Editing this block. Yeah, I think that's... So I think we're, we're, we're fundamentally moving in the right direction. We're fundamentally embracing the right things to keep the platform, keep the platform strong. Um, so I, I'm bullish on it continuing to be a great solution for that part of the market. And I think like, it's healthy for us to have a healthy ecosystem of solutions like that classify plugin, like other solutions that are out there in the ecosystem. Like I'm sure many of the solutions you, uh, you offer as integrations um, that round out that core with the, the sort of the missing pieces at different segments of the market. Mm-hmm. So what do, uh, what do you think of WordPress as kind of like, uh, do, do you think it would be possible at one point for Companies focused on, let's say, content delivery because that's where WordPress is really like, you know, that, as you said, that's what we're really, really, really good at. What do you do? You believe that WordPress could be used as kind of like your all-in-one solution for, let's say, let's say, the bottom of the market, not necessarily like your enterprise-level companies in Fortune 500s, but, but SMBs and like lower end of the market. Do you think WordPress makes a good all-in-one solution to do all of your like your business through there? So let's say you have your, your CRM, your e-commerce, and your content delivery all in WordPress, or should we be focusing on separating that out? Uh, can it's a dangerous question when you're talking about technology. Probably can if you want to bend it hard enough. Do should. I think, do I think, we, yeah, do I think we should? No, I don't. Like, I don't think WordPress is go, ever going to be a tenth of the, uh, a tenth of like the, the you know, invoice management system that something like a, a FreshBooks or a QuickBooks is going to be. I don't think WordPress is going to be, I mean, maybe for very basic small business needs, but I don't think it's going to be the email marketing platform that MailChimp is. You can kind of integrate with MailChimp. You can simplify the workflow to send things over there, make the process of getting things out easier. But I, uh, like my, and I think I can say authentically, for the better part of my career, I've always had this motto of like one size fits all if it's known nobody particularly well. And I think trying to be a you know a jack of all trades, Swiss Army knife, do all things. What you end up with, in my experience, is a platform that's not particularly great at any one of those things. Like I'll be a little haughty here and say, like HubSpot trying to create their own CMS. Like I, I just think that's a silly direction to push, and I think that's that's a worn space. I think all they're going to do is the diminish diminish the value of the platform by creating what will probably feel like a second rate CMS, and then sort of devaluing devaluing themselves. I think WordPress trying to solve for like where your email marketing platform and where your invoice management system and tool are trying to do everything just 
creates a subpar experience. I think the future is specialization. I think the future is companies and businesses and software solutions, open source or not, that are really good at a particular space and are really good in this world of RESTful APIs and all these standards that we've built are really good at integrating with other platforms. Um, I don't know much about Groundhog, but just hearing like the pitch, like I imagine that may resonate for someone like yourself with the idea that like, rather than WordPress trying to solve every single problem, the real key is how do you make WordPress play really well with the solutions that are, with solutions that are really good mm. outside yeah. this ecosystem. It's not to say that I don't think there are more places WordPress can expand into. It's not to say I don't think there's areas for innovation in WordPress. There might be some frontiers we can conquer and really do well. Uh, with, I would just caution us from sort of losing what we're really good at, being really good at something and trying to become this generalist platform that kind of has this like mediocrity of everything, trying to do everything around it. Well, we're going to continue that kind of thread, folks. Um, we're going to, um, in the bonus content um, that you'll be able to watch on the WP, you'll be able to watch the whole interview on the WP Tonic website and our YouTube channel. But we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show here. So, Jake, um, how can people find out more about you and your company and what you're up to? Uh, so, 10up.com mm-hmm. is our website. Our, you know, I'd say at least once a week on average, not a couple times a week, there's, uh, there are new blog posts uh, on there uh, letting you know what we're up to and what we're working on. It's also just 10up on Twitter. I'm Jake M. Gold, J-A-K-E-M-G-O-L-D on Twitter. Those are probably the right places to go to, to see what I'm thinking about and see what the company's working on. That's great. And Adrian, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? You can go to groundhog.io. You can find out uh, all of the plugins that we offer in terms of uh, digital marketing and marketing automation for WordPress. And that's great, folks. And if you really want to support the show, go over to iTunes and give us a review. It really does help the show. Good, bad, ugly, or indifferent. I don't care. Just leave us a review. It's great to read them. And try and be funny. Brilliant and laugh. A, a smile to my face is a great achievement. We'll see you next week, folks, with another great interview. See you soon, thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.